how do you feel about busyness? How do you wear your busyness? Is it a badge of honour or something you are actively trying to keep away from your purpose-led business? Listen up for this episode all about toxic busyness and how it has no place in your amazing business plans. Hello and welcome to the Resign and Shine podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am a transformation and success coach, a certified positive psychology coach, and an expert in banishing those mindset blocks and those self-sabotaging behaviors that stand between you turning your amazing side hustle into your full-time business success story. I absolutely love working with corporate stars who are juggling work and business, but absolutely ready to leap into that next stage where their business becomes their main earner and the main story of their lives. I hope that you are excited about today's episode, which I'm really keen to share with you. I think it's a very important issue and it's something that I come up against time and time again with my clients and it's something we really work on to make sure that they're not allowing toxic busyness to prevent them from progressing, actually, sort of counterintuitively their busyness can sometimes be the stumbling block between business success and stagnating or worse still going backwards. And today's episode is called How to Avoid the Trap of Toxic Busyness and Progress Your Business. And I'm going to be talking about a number of things connected to the mindset issues and the mindset blocks that we may have around the idea of busyness. And some of these are quite deep rooted. They're things that we have not challenged throughout our lives as a lot of mindset blocks are, but it's really interesting once we unpick them and we see what lies beneath, we can really start to challenge some of those stories that we've just accepted. And instead, remember that the beauty of our own business is that there are no rules and we really get to design how our life feels and how our business feels within that. So I'm going to be talking about a couple of things today as ever. The first and foremost issue is I want to tackle the dangerous glamorization of being busy. And I'm going to go into that in quite a lot of detail. It's something I feel really passionate about and about avoiding because actually it is dangerous and it is really negative to have this view of busyness as something to attain, something to achieve, something that is better than the alternative. So that will be the first segment of this podcast and it's going to be quite an interesting discussion. Next, I'm going to talk about what glamorizing busyness, if it is left unchecked, can lead to. And that's really important in terms of purpose-led business owners and in terms of anyone who wants to live a fulfilling and satisfying and also a progressive life that is taking them forward and really improving their situation. Actually getting to the bottom of why we shouldn't be glamorizing busyness and what that can lead to, what negative consequences that can have is really key. 
Next, I'm going to be talking about the difference between busyness and productivity. And they are absolutely not the same thing. So there might be some truth bomb moments within that, some things where you think I hadn't really thought of it like that, but it makes sense. So I look forward to sharing those ideas with you. And finally, I want to leave you with some ways to keep the toxic busyness out of your future and out of your business story. So as ever, I want to leave you with some really actionable tips that you can take forward in terms of thinking about that positive, progressive business mindset. I also want to take a moment to say a huge thank you to those of you who have left me a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a huge difference to me. It means the world. And I know that Apple Podcasts doesn't make it that easy for you to leave a review. If you've got a phone, it's a little bit simpler, an Apple, an iPhone. But if you haven't, the way of leaving them, I think, is just to go onto uh, the Apple website, the Apple podcast website, find the Resign and Shine podcast and fill it in there. So I know it's a bit of a faff, which means I really appreciate those of you who have done so. And I'd like to take a moment to read out one of the reviews I received about a month ago, which I absolutely loved. I don't know who it's from. It's not someone that I know personally or believe that I have worked with, but it's absolutely lovely. And it's from someone called Luminosity147. And she, I'm assuming, said, this has become my favourite podcast. I only wish it had been around a few months earlier when I made the jump from corporate. Lucy's insights into the rationale behind why we think in certain ways and tangible, realistic advice to overcome challenges have really resonated with me. And it's all delivered in a warm and friendly way, as if you were talking with a friend over a glass of wine. Highly recommended. So thank you very, very much, Luminosity147. And if any of you feel you have a moment to spare where you could complete a review either on an iPhone, on the Apple Podcasts app, or via the website, then I would be so appreciative. And I'm always happy to give a shout out to anyone who does so. So I will be reading out more reviews in future episodes. So back to today and this is a insight packed episode so you're going to get a lot of value from it but if you still feel at the end of this episode that you need some extra mindset help, that you need some coaching and that you need someone to champion you and develop you as an empowered CEO of your purpose-led business then do remember you can absolutely book a clarity call with me by looking at the link in the show notes or by going to calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton and applying for one of the slots for a clarity call for us to really chat about everything that you are going through with your business and how my services and my programs can help people exactly like you. Now, without further ado, let's talk about toxic busyness. And I don't know if you've heard the expression toxic busyness before. Maybe not. I I don't know if I've read it before. I kind of put the two words together and thought that may already exist. Um, But if it doesn't, it should. Because like perfectionism, busyness is something that our society has erroneously told us is okay, that it is a good thing perhaps, or it is something we should be striving towards. And absolutely, I disagree with this. I really strongly do disagree because 
there is so much danger in glamorizing busyness. And I mean by that, the glamorization is when busyness becomes this badge of honor, it becomes a status symbol, it becomes an achievement. And it also, which I think is really toxic, is an achievement that never gets done because we need to constantly prove to ourselves that we are busy. So there are quite strong similarities with perfectionism. And if you haven't already listened to it, you might like to go back to my imperfect actions Uh, episode, which I think was about um, episode six or seven. I'm not 100% sure about that. I'll pop it into the show notes. Um, But because there are links, I think, between busyness and the perception of being busy that people want to project and those feelings of wanting to be seen as someone who gets things right, someone who is very capable and almost perfect at everything they do. So there's a real linking there. Now, I think busyness as an achievement is something that is a particularly big issue for many of the clients that I speak to because they have been in a corporate environment. They've been in that environment where they've needed to show themselves in a certain way to be seen, to be promoted, to be heard, to get recognition really and needed to prove perhaps at times through their busyness rather than just through their work and through their talent. Now I don't know if this is me showing my age but back in the early 2000s when I was working in corporate we had a phrase which was known as the pizza email and it was part of presenteeism and that situation where people felt they had to be showing that they were working long hours, that they were busy, that they were needed in the organisation and in their role. And the pizza email used to land in our inboxes to the whole office at maybe 10pm by someone saying, who wants me to order pizza? Who's still at work? And who wants a pizza? ordering for them. You know, what do you want? What flavour? And I think that was a real example of toxic busyness and toxic presenteeism. It may have been done with innocence in mind, but I believe that in some of the situations it was done to make a point to prove to this person's superiors to prove to their teammates that they were still there. They were at the grind. They were busy. They were showing up. So yes, I'm probably showing my age here because now I imagine it's Uber Eats or Deliveroo that people do and they do it maybe on a much more individualized basis. But I have often thought about the pizza email as that example of trying to prove yourself through busyness, through presenteeism, through grinding, really, instead of maybe working smarter and working more intentionally. And there are many other psychological reasons why we have this glamorization of busyness in our culture. We have been taught about work ethic, about putting in the hours and putting in the effort to get the results we need. And so busyness is inherently linked to worthiness. And people feel guilt if they are not working many, many hours on something. And this can often come up as well in money mindset issues that I work on with my clients, because they can feel almost guilty when they make money too easily. But 
yeah, we have this strong correlation in our society that to earn lots of money, we need to be physically at work. We need to be physically there and we need to be putting in that busy, effortful time. So the other thing I think which is important to remember is that sometimes we can bond uh, as a collective, as a group of people about things that are negative and even about things where we may be suffering in some way. So often you'll ask someone how they are and their response almost automatic is, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy with a roll of the eyes, with a tip of the head. They just respond in that way because it has become almost more of a typical response to the question, how are you, than, oh, I'm good, thank you. It's much more common to hear people say, I am drowning. I am so busy. And some of that is true. People's experiences are that, that life is busy. Life is hard. We have to be intentional if we want that balance. But the glamorization of busy is where the real issue lies because we can end up having a consensus around busy being okay. Now, I think we're going to look back in years to come at some of the ways that we work and some of the ways that we live in the same way as we look back at people smoking with abandon 20, 30, 40 years ago, and we cannot believe that they did it. I think we're going to feel like that about this toxic busyness around the hours that people put in. And um, I also think we're going to, it's a slight tangent, but I think we're going to think it about sedentary lifestyles. So that lifestyle of sitting at our desk, which we know is so damaging to our bodies, to our uh, energy levels, to our fitness, to our weight gain. Um, And I think, again, in years to come, we will absolutely look back on that and be quite surprised that we allowed this consensus that it's okay to work like this, it's okay to live like this, to last for so long. And that really brings me to my final point for this segment, which is that when we glamorize busy, we are glamorizing something quite unpleasant. We're glamorizing often an absence of exercise, an absence of sleep, an absence of connection an absence of relaxation and good eating habits. So it's not something that is particularly glamorous. It's not aspirational. And it's actually not that clever in terms of living a life where we function well and we can really achieve and grow and progress ourselves and our businesses forward. And that takes me to my second section, which is what glamorizing busy can lead to. And it can really lead to that utter lack of self-care, that belief that self-care is underneath busyness in terms of its worth. And that's really, really damaging. It can also lead to that lack of prioritizing at all areas of our wellness. Like I said before, the exercise, the healthy eating habits, the sleep hygiene, it can really put that underneath in terms of our pecking order of what we prioritize. And as you know, life is absolutely something where we need to consciously make priorities happen. We can't just sit back and expect the priorities to uh, fall into place without us consciously making some decisions because there's just too much going on. It's not going to happen without deliberate and conscious effort. And I mentioned this a few episodes ago on my self-care bonus podcast, which is also worth a listen. Um, This quote that I saw, which really did hit home for me, which is, 
if you don't make time for your wellness, then you will be forced to make time for your illness. I think this is really powerful and it feeds into what we're leaving on the table if we allow ourselves to get stuck in that self-sabotaging, busy, busy mindset. We're going to leave on the table that chance to be proactive, that chance to have self-care and that chance to be well. On top of this, glamorizing busyness can also lead to relationship strain. It can lead to a lack of connection. It can lead to us prioritizing the work that may not always be needing uh, our attention at that moment and more on that later. Over those relationships, over our families, over our friends and our social life and over our partners. Because when we prioritize one thing, something else has to go lower down the pile. This is just life. This is natural. But when we prioritize being busy above all other things, when we glamorize that sense of busyness, and when we give busyness this almost a status um, above other things, then we really do risk losing out on so much. And of course, glamorizing busy can what glamorizing busy can lead to, which we really do want to avoid, is utter burnout and total stress. And so, you know, it's quite a serious issue. And that's why I've given this podcast the title of toxic busyness, because it is toxic. And there are absolutely ways where we can be more conscious of it and really try and remove any negative impacts of having this feeling that we need to be busy to be worthy because it is so crucial in terms of managing our wellness and preventing burnout. I have talked about on the podcast before about the link between self-care and productivity and the fact that when we allow ourselves to be looked after, when we look after our own well-being, when we make our mental health and our self-belief and our self-worth a real priority, we actually become so much more productive in our lives and in our businesses. So this next section of today's episode is all about busyness versus productivity. Now, some people might argue now and say, hang on, when I'm busy, I am getting my stuff done. I am working through the night. I am doing everything that I need to do. I am at my most productive. But actually, the research has shown us and experience has shown me time and time again that when we overwork, when we become busy with perhaps not all the most useful things and some of the wrong things, we actually dent our productivity massively and we prevent ourselves from moving forward with our businesses. So absolutely, busyness can mean the opposite of productivity. And busyness can also really be procrastination writ large. Like you have filled your life with so many jobs and tasks and ways to avoid doing the stuff that you really need to do to the point that your diary is packed full, your head is full and your life is full. And this does not mean you're being productive. And I think to untangle that connection that some of us have, that automatic connection that we make between being busy and being productive 
is really crucial in terms of understanding where we need to put our energy, where we need to put our effort, and how we can really be focused in terms of what we do and find those correct things to focus on instead of being the busy fool who is focusing on the wrong tasks, the wrong uh, ways of spending our energy. And this is where with my clients, when I work on their progressive mindset, which is my bespoke unique mindset plan, I offer them this very important element, which is hyper-specific productivity. It's making sure that we choose the correct tasks, that we focus on the right stuff and that every day and every week we are really honing in on what we need to do to progress our business and to move ourselves forward. There is no space in this life which has so many demands for being a busy fool, for spending time, wasting time, making yourself feel stressed and busy without a tangible end result. Now, so far in the podcast, I've laid out why toxic busyness is something you do not want in your business. So I hope that's been really clear. And now I'm going to talk about how to keep that toxicity out of your business from now on and going forward. Because when you're at this point in your business that I know so many of you are at, you are really in a unique position to design your business in a way that it doesn't need to reflect how your life has been to this point. This is your project. This is your dream. So you can absolutely create your business with this kind of thinking in mind where we move away from that need to be busy all the time, we move away from that badge of honour or that busyness as part of who you are. We can absolutely shift away from that. It's the beauty of owning your own business and knowing that you don't have to follow any kind of rules that are laid down in a handbook or a policy or a corporate document. This is on you and you get to start from scratch. Now, one of the reasons this is so important is for sustainability. So in terms of you thinking about how to sustain your business going forward, you need to really look at the amount of work you're going to do, the workload that you want, and how that is going to marry up with the business that you are creating or that you've already created and is running in those stages where you're not quite ready to leave your job. Now, One of the things that is really key here and can really help reduce toxic busyness is giving yourself permission to delegate, to build the beginnings of a team, to find the people around you who can do elements of the job that you don't enjoy, that are not maybe in your area of genius or they're not your strengths. And Farming little jobs and tasks off to those people means you free yourself up from feeling like you have to do all the things all the time. Because when we feel like that, we end up in overwhelm and we end up in toxic busyness. So I talk about this a lot with my clients as part of the progressive mindset. There is a strengths exclusive focus. And that really is about putting your own strengths front and center in your business and really creating your day, your week, your year with those strengths in mind for yourself and also for your team. Finding people who have strengths in areas where you don't is absolutely magical. 
It means that you work together harmoniously, you play literally to your strengths, and you are able to grow and develop without anyone getting stuck in toxic busyness. Because eventually when you have your business and it's bigger and better and involves more people, you want that culture to be threaded through everything. That enjoyable, non-toxic, non busy fool way of working is fantastic for businesses. It makes them effective and it makes them really happy places to work and to be a part of. And one of the most effective ways you can keep toxic busyness out of your business and out of your life, actually, this is kind of a message for life as well as business, is that you can learn to say no. Say no to the things that are not important. Say no to the requests that are out of your interest, out of your business's mission. Um, And say no to people who drain you or people who want just freebies or they don't want to actually engage your business in the way that you want your business to operate. And I think, again, it comes down to permission. When we give ourselves permission to say no, we can free up that feeling of overwhelm. We can get rid of that feeling of too much on our plates. And instead, we can move towards a working week and life where we are in control, where we are able to decide how our day runs, decide exactly what it is we say yes to. And we say yes to the things that feel good, that work well for our business, and that progress our businesses forward. So really learning to say no is crucial. And not only that, but it is empowering. And once you learn how to do it with your business, to prioritize what it is that you want to say yes to and what it is that you absolutely don't want to do, you'll find there's an overspill into your life where you get clarity on events or things or people that you don't want to interact with and you get an awareness of the stuff that really lights you up. So I think there's a real dialogue between life and business in terms of learning to say no. I really hope you have enjoyed today's discussion and the insights into toxic busyness and why you just don't want it anywhere near your business. I've really enjoyed talking to you about this. It is another passion of mine. And if this topic has really particularly resonated with you, if you've recognised yourself in some of these elements of toxic busyness and what it is meaning for your life and your business at the moment, then do pick up the uh, link in the show notes so that we can get on a clarity call and we can talk about how to reduce that and to get the toxicity of too much to do and too little time out of your life for good because this really is a trap I don't want you falling into. I don't want you languishing in toxic busyness for a moment longer than you have to. Your work and your mission and the lifestyle that you want to create is just too important. So absolutely don't stay stuck. Give me a shout and let's see if we can work together to get you out of that situation. And that draws this episode of the Resign and Shine podcast to a close. I've loved chatting with you as ever. Thanks again to those of you leaving amazing reviews on Apple Podcasts and I look forward to speaking to you at the same time next Wednesday for another episode of the Resign and Shine podcast. 
Thank you so much. Have a brilliant week.